Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bulbacast. I'm Hurset, and today with us we have Kakuna Matata. Hi, everyone. Uh, Gengari Banana. Hi, guys. And Cool Cat Kim 22. Yo. So our first topic today is the most recent anime episode in Japan, which is uh, the battle um, with Belle and Elisa. Uh And so pretty much what happened in this episode is that the main cast was going to the gym to battle Elisa, and Belle runs into them, and they find out that Elisa's actually at a show, so they can't battle her. Um, and they go to the show, and Elisa's there, and she's be doing all of her stuff with the with her modeling career and she sees Pikachu out in the crowd and being an electric type leader she freaks out and is like oh my goodness it's Pikachu um, and then she talks to the main cast and Belle and they're like we want to battle you so she's like okay we can we'll meet up later um, and, what, and so they go to the gym and as Belle's about to battle Alesa her uh, Belle's father walks out um, and for those of you who are familiar with the game you know you know her father thinks that he he does not support her uh True career as a trainer um, and so he says you know you can have this battle but if you lose you're coming home with me um, and then so they had battle and Elisa proceeds to destroy Bell. I think yeah. it was 3 to 0 if I, at the end and so you know everyone's sad that Bell has to go home and they're about to leave and uh, uh Ash is not happy with this arrangement at all, and so he he says to he says you know you should leave, he says to Belle's dad you should let her keep battling, um, and Belle's dad to look okay I will if you uh, if you battle me and if you lose you have to go home, um, and Ash being silly Ash. like he tends to be like Ash being Ash he agrees and then loses uh, with the type advantage uh, he had Oshawa and. Uh, Bell's father had uh, Darmanitan, uh, and, and so once 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 he loses, Bell's dad is like, "Oh, you know, you're not such a bad guy. You you and Bell can keep being trainers, and everyone's happy." Um, so that's the episode. Um, so something that I thought was interesting about that was, like, the fact that they portray Bell as such a bad battler um, when she already has two or three badges. What do you guys think about that? I thought it was sort of in tune with the games because, now honestly, you don't usually have trouble with the rivals, but still was a bit of a disappointment for her anime characterization. Yeah, I guess, but I kind of found Belle wasn't that good in the games. I was really surprised that she even got the gym badges. Um, I think it's, like, uh, sad, but really, it kind of makes sense that like, they would do something like that. I mean, uh... It would just, like, oh, yeah, Belle can't take care of herself. It need, she needs Ash to uh, beat her father in order to continue uh, traveling. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was nice on Ash, Irish, and Silence part, but it really made Belle look bad. Yeah. It really did, because uh, she obviously has, I mean, some ability, because she has gym badges. When she first ran into to Ash and co, uh, at the very, when, when they first met, she already had more badges than Ash. I mean, that's not something you can downplay, and for her to be beaten without taking out any of Elisa's Pokemon is kind of strange. Like, I don't think she's that bad of a battler. Not unless she's starting to take after Ash from season one. Yeah, just 
doing favors and getting the badges. That that could be true, but I mean, but I mean, we don't know that. I mean, because Dent did not battle Bell, so we don't know about the first badge. We don't know about the second or third badges. That being said, Embor should have been able to beat Zebstrika because Zebstrika was tired at that point, and Embor just come out. Not Embor, Ignite. Uh, Thank you. Zebstrika mm. is like super powerful. Like took out yeah. like all of them so quickly. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty damn good, considering it was so like tired after the other Pokemon. But the question, the question for me is. Is does what is this good for the anime for Bell to be such a weak battler? Hmm. It doesn't really, yeah. It doesn't really inspire confidence in her as a good rival for Ash. So maybe she is just there as a I don't know. If I want to say joke character, but uh, she's not really. Yeah, doing that well in the battling department. I still like her as a character, just not when it comes to her battles. I don't think she should be like a, a comic relief character. I think she should be a serious battler because it's a lot more interesting to see uh, a trainer's skills rather than them fail. Of course, it's always nice to see them fail to show that they have flaws, but they at least need to show that they're competent, and Belle, for some reason, doesn't in this episode. Yeah, she got absolutely beaten. She didn't show any confidence, really. Yeah, I mean, the interesting... I mean, we really haven't had a female rival for Ash before. This is this is his first female rival. And the question... I mean, is is, is Belle falling into the, the, the berry mold of from, from Time to Pearl? And, you know, kind of the comic relief rival, the jokester? Or, or is it... Or is, or is she... Or is she just kind of like a... Uh, a side character that's not really just a recurring character that's not even a rival. I mean, is it possible that she's one of those two? She could just be like a secondary rival like Barry was, I guess. So you, you think she's falling into that Barry mold? Yeah. Maybe she's supposed to be like uh, Casey, what's it, Casey her name? You know, the, the, the Pokemon trainer that's all about the Electabuzz ba- uh, baseball yeah, team? Yeah, that was Casey. Oh, that was yeah. Casey. yeah. Maybe she's supposed to be like that, you know, kind of just like a character that shows up every so now and then. Somewhat is kind of rivalish, but it's mostly there for comic uh, relief. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. The interesting, the interesting thing about that though is that Casey doesn't show up in the games, but Bianca does, and that seems yeah. to indicate some yeah. sort of like importance but even then there. She's, even then, she's a bit of a secondary rival to Sharon. Most people think. That's true. That's true. She's, um, she's more like a pseudo-rival, I think. You know, like yeah. uh, Brent or May or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or Lucas mm-hmm. or Dawn. You know, those. Yeah. And and we do have Trip in, in the anime to for, for Ash to have a rival. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have any good rivals. He has he has Trip to battle with. And, yeah, and Trip was pretty competent, wasn't he? He's quite a good battler. Yeah, he's 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 very confident. Um, maybe maybe overconfident, but he he's definitely a good battler. So another interesting thing about Belle is that her father was portrayed kind of very very negatively in this episode. Um, you know, he he came and and said to 
to Bianca, you can't do this. I, I'm not letting you. Uh, whether that's... What do you guys think about that uh, in the context of the anime? I thought it would have been better if we had subs at this time because I can't understand Japanese other than a few words, so I don't know the specifics of what he said, but the gist of it was kind of... Uh, it was in tune with the games about not being supportive, but I didn't think he should come on so strongly as he did in the anime. Yeah, in the games, is more like a bumbly father that doesn't really... He wants to help, but doesn't really have a clear motive and know what to do. In the anime, he was a lot more serious. Yeah, the thing that... Uh, I mean, I, I, I did some reading, and it seemed like, from what I could tell from the comments, is that... He was he didn't he wasn't like a caring figure. He was more of a you know a controlling father figure, and I think that makes it. I mean that that adds complexity to, to Belle's character definitely um, because she has this obstacle that she has to overcome. But you know what is is this is this good for for the anime to have such a, such a uh, negative and almost real uh, character. I don't really agree with that because in games, I don't believe he was a battler. So I guess you can understand where he was coming from. Like he didn't really get the point of Pokemon training maybe, but in the anime yeah. it shows that he's a trainer. So it's like, how can you not get there? Are you just being sexist or overprotective of your daughter or what? If it if he hadn't been such a competent battler, battler I probably would agree. And it doesn't really make sense. But uh, I think the fact he's being like realistic is a bit more realistic to and something we haven't seen in the anime. He ki- kind of reminds me of that uh, mother uh, back from uh, the end series. You know, the one that had the who wanted to be a coordinator and she she didn't want him to raise Pokemon. But she was explained why she she didn't want him to have Pokemon here. We don't really get an explanation for why Belle uh, Belle's father doesn't want her to, other than she, uh, he thinks that she can't take care of herself. You're talking yeah. about Mrs. Grimm from the Phantom Two-Parter, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If it, if there had been better reasoning, and there hadn't been a better battle, I think it would have been a good like plotline. As it is, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, she. Yeah, another interesting, interesting thing about in um, about Bell's dad is that he he's very big on ultimatums. You know, to to his daughter, he says, "Win this battle, you're going home." Uh, and so when Ash disagrees, he says that he battles Ash and says, "Win this battle, you're going home." It's, it's I mean, it's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't come off very well and whether whether he's becomes a recurring character or not could have a major impact on the anime that's possible i think he was really overstepping his bounds making that ultimatum to ash yeah that doesn't make sense at all well you know and, and how could he enforce that at all ash could just walk away and say oh i'm going home you know walk back to kanto <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, over the ocean um, <laughs> he'll, surf, he'll surf back on Oshawa. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He's gonna be able to carry him there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so overall, would uh, is it a good or a bad thing that uh, that that her father showed up like that? No. 
if it had been portrayed better, I think it would have been good. But as it is, yeah, it was just really kind sure. of like a, it was a bit stupid. Yeah. yeah, just like a medium thing. Like it was nice that they included him because you know, it shows you know, Bell's family. But on the other hand, uh, not with the way he was portrayed. No. Uh, the conflict was not, I don't think, like, it seemed to be more conflict for conflict's sakes rather than an actual, uh, he had actual reasons. Yeah, so it sounds it sounds like that maybe they need, they should work on developing why he doesn't want Bianca to battle more. Um, and w- w- talking about battling, uh, in the next episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, Ash has his battle with Elisa, so... That should be interesting. He's using a Pikachu, uh, Palpatode, and I think Oshawa Snivy. or Snivy. Snivy? Snivy, okay. Yeah. So that would be a good, a good episode. The gym battle episodes are always good. I like those. Um, but there's also a lot of more uh, video game news this week, like a lot. Um, so first, uh, there is an event coming up, at least for the U.S. It might be more. Uh, in October or Halloween, uh, there is a benefit event um, on the Global Link. If you have, if you have a Global Link account, you can go on um, and you can set your location as the U.S. You can go on and get a net from the Global Link. You need a password from the October issue of Nintendo Power, um, but you can you can go onto the promotions page and get your net. And just don't know yet if it has its uh, hidden ability yet, uh, but keep an eye out for that. Um, Another interesting thing with events is uh, the birthday Togekiss. Um, and what's really interesting thing about this is that it used to, this before this was an uh, event in Japan, they send you an email saying, happy birthday, you come claim this prize on, online. And that was, that was a Japanese-only thing. And now it's, now it's worldwide, and there was no like, official release saying this. So what do you guys think about the fact that there wasn't like, an official release for this event. Was there a specific reason that a Togekiss was chosen? Because uh, not particularly. Right. I think it was just like a happiness, like Togepi yeah. is kind of a symbol of happiness. I think that that and Chansey, so they picked it because it's a very happy Pokemon and happy birthday. I think it was it was either out of like the Chansey line or the Togepi line. Mm-hmm. Um, the only Pokemon I know that that uh, has represented birthday at all so far as like Pikachu with the Pikachu birthday card uh, yeah. this is like the first time any other Pokemon has for me what's interesting with this event is that it wasn't announced at all uh, whether or not they're going to they're gonna do this more in the future where, where they, they have an event and they don't tell us so people who can who find out about it can get to it uh, whether they want to do that sort of promotion it's it's a different approach to events uh, what do you guys think about like that approach to Pokemon events I think it sounds interesting. I I think I I would like if they do like more stuff that uh, is based on uh, special special occasions. Yeah, like Ew, a, a lot or something. Yeah. Christmas event. Do you think it's Do you think it's good for the video games that they don't announce all the events? They don't say this is this is happening. Well, this year there's been quite a few, I guess. So. I think it's a nice addition. Show, uh, make sure you're paying attention and keeping up with the news. Yeah, that's true. Could it, it, it lets people stay in tune with the games, and that way they have a more captive audience. 
to make sure they don't want to miss anything. Yeah. I think it's a better than, than the Bennett one. It's a, like, keeps, it's more helpful, keeps you up to date and stuff, keeps you searching. It's more of a surprise when you, you find out that there's a special event Pokemon than if they just tell you that there's, there is one. Yeah. It's definitely more of a surprise, but for, was it, is it, is it better for the fandom though, is the question. You know, there are a lot of people who can't be on Global Link all the time. I know I can't. I mean, I only found out of this because of all the news. Uh, but you know, yeah, what about what about that aspect of the fandom? They could potentially alienate some fans doing that. Well, I think it I depends think. on like how big of a release it is. Like, if it's going to be a major Pokemon, then I feel they should announce it. But like, honestly, I didn't consider Togekiss that special, so I didn't really yeah. feel at a loss for not hearing about it right away. Uh. I live in like Canada, so like for for several years, like when they did the Nintendo events, like there wouldn't there wouldn't be much of a way to get them. So like I, I already kind of felt alien from the events, but like now that's on Wi-Fi, it's a little bit less like that because it's I have more of a chance to get them than I did before, even if I didn't hear about the event. Like even if, if you miss the word of mouth of the events, you can uh, it's still. Uh, I didn't know where I was going that. I don't think it matters too much, and it doesn't really alienate the fandom. A lot of people don't get the Pokemon Wi-Fi anyway. I know I don't. That's true. They don't really have a very good uh, worldwide release on with the with the Pokemon events. Isn't the Wi-Fi easier on the 3DS though? Yeah, there are more. There it allows uh, WPA encryption as well as WPA. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. So maybe maybe they'll start using that more and they'll stop. I mean, I can't see them stop doing the in-game events because that brings a lot of customers in for those for them to buy the games and for yeah, that's what the they stores that own them. Um, so, but maybe maybe they'll do more Wi-Fi events. Um, speaking of announcements, another interesting announcement was uh, Pokey Park Two uh, was announced this previous uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that was interesting because there was a uh, large uproar because uh, it was announced that Junichi Masuda was going to appear on, uh, I think, Pokemon Blast. I think it was the name the of the Pokemon show? Smash. Pokemon Smash. Uh, and so he had an announcement and everyone thought, oh, it's going to be the next, it's going to be the third version for uh, Black and White. It's going to be uh, a Ruby or Sapphire remake. Um, so what do you guys think about this Poke Park 2 being an uh, announcement? Well, uh, I don't, it's, a, it's not a mainstream game. I think a lot of people were disappointing about that. I was. <laughs> yeah, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good. But, what do you uh, think about the game itself? It doesn't look bad. It looks quite good. Now, I believe right. in this one you can choose other you know, Pokemon to play as other than Pikachu. So yeah. I think that's a nice addition. Yeah, you can also yeah. be Snivy, uh, Tepig, or Oshawott. I'm just glad they announced the game instead of like not like just saying, "Oh wait, we're we're going to hold back a game." Like it could have been like a worse announcement. Like, uh, we're going to not release uh, certain event Pokemon or anything. 
Yeah, I, th- I, I thought it was going to be an event Pokemon, so I'm happy with this game. The, the, I mean, there is an event Pokemon. There's also the Mewtwo available in yeah, Japan at the end of this month uh, and next month. Uh, that you can get the Mewtwo, but I think I think the expectation from a lot of the fandom was it's going to be a main game, and so when they heard this, uh, they were kind of disappointed. For oh, me, yeah. it wasn't really a big disappointment uh, because I think. I think they need some time off. They've released five games in the last three years, which is insane. That's that's very good turnover. Uh, no, they've been able. To... Yeah, in theory, they really shouldn't have released the game this early, but it would have. That doesn't stop the fans. They still want it to be released. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that it was a side game. It was just that it was Pokey Part Two. Like I didn't play the first one because it didn't really appeal to me but for the fans of Pokey Park 1 I'm sure it's a good announcement but it, it just wasn't for me yeah it wasn't really because it was a side game it was just because it wasn't what they had expected which was a main game I think yeah that's definitely true um, about Pokey Park 2 specifically not about the fandom's reaction to this announcement uh, I'm it actually looks pretty good. Uh, from for those of you don't who don't know what Poke Park is, it's a combination sort of Pokemon Snap uh, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, um, and it looks and it looks like it has a, a fairly good uh, setup this time. Um, and I, I remember when I saw the first one, I, I kind of looked at it with cynicism, and it, I didn't get it. Uh, but you know, if I if I had a Wii, I would I would contemplate getting this game because it looks good. What what do you guys think of this game? Yeah, it doesn't look that bad. I've seen some of the pictures. It actually looks pretty good, like the graphics, like for a Wii game. Yeah. It looks cute, but I don't know if I'd want to spend the full price on it to get it. Like maybe to rent it or to yeah. borrow it from someone, but yeah, not painful. I haven't uh, played a lot of the side games like in recent years because a lot of them don't look that interesting, like Pokemon Trozy or whatever. They all, uh, but um. This I might get if I knew more. Like if I, I'll look up more information and probably decide. But uh, it uh, might get it. Yeah, like I played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I didn't like it, and then it's just like side games have just been, well, side games for me. But I think this one doesn't look too bad, like to play for a while. It actually looks pretty good. And I really like that they're expanding their the amount of uh, the amount of uh, characters you can play as because I think I think at this point a lot of the fandom is tired of playing as Pikachu in every single side game. Yeah. Uh, and so giving them other other options is good. Um, and so the other announcement that happened recently, there were a lot of announcements, um, is the announcement of Pokemon Rumble Blast, uh, which is is a sort of looks kind of like a trivial game to me. It looks like uh, it kind of looks like battling, but you have these toys and you battle. It's pretty much just battling. Um, and this for the, this is for the 3DS actually, and it has all five generations in it. Um, what do you guys think about this game? I sort of have similar feelings to po- like the same feelings for Pokey Park too. It's great for the fans of the original one, but it doesn't really appeal to me. I think it's nice that they added 
uh, more generations to the mix, so that's a plus, but I'm still not sure that I would get this game when I get a 3DS. Oh yeah, if I get a 3DS, I probably wouldn't get it. I think it was kind of for the newer fans to the series, trying to hook them onto the 3DS, because it's what the 3DS. Uh, I don't have a 3DS, but I probably won't get the game anyway, because if, if it's just like battling, but with less attacks, I, I can just play the games if I want to battle. Uh, I go for the side games for like a neat twist on the game, the ri- original games, not uh, for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's kind of where Pokemon Mystery Dungeon went well compared to this. Like, this just seems kind of a spin-off game that doesn't really have much to it. Well, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, a lot of guys liked for the storyline and the fact you were the Pokemon. Yeah, that's like true. That it doesn't really add much uh, to, to, to like, the collective video game uh doesn't really add much to the video game. Can't I? Don't, I can't think of the word, but it's not canon. It doesn't add much to like the experience for the, for the player. So I, I can see this kind of flopping, personally. I want a side game that's a lot more uh, original in its ideas, like something that's interesting. Like Pokemon Snap was good because it it did take a new twist on the game, or even Pokemon Pinball because. It's fun to play pinball where you're catching Pokemon. You know, something like that. Uh, uh, Something that doesn't seem like a rehashing. I would have been happy with, like, another battle revolution if it added more minigames so that it was in tune with the earlier stadium games or an addition to the Coliseum XD line of games. Those are my favorite side games, personally. Mine too. I think if it had uh, if it had been like a Poke Park game, but for the DS, and with a bit more like choices to do, it would have been like a really good side game. But as it is, it's a bit of a regular one that people probably won't have a second look at if they see it. So it's probably not going to get a, a, a very good uh, selling, uh, very good sales. I think it'll sell to the younger fans more, like parents will yeah. buy it for their kids as a Christmas present, but uh, I don't think it'll really appeal Yeah, I don't think it'll really appeal to the older fans of the series. No. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it, an interesting question that's kind of been in the fandom for a while is, uh, you know, we're talking about all of this, all of these uh, anime episodes and all this, these video game news in the context of the video games uh, the question is so that all all this is like an imaginary world um, but how how do you guys think Pokemon would work in real life I mean if Pokemon were a real thing would would it work I mean ignoring the obvious flaws and breaking physics would you think it work would work I don't know you'd have to pay like 350 bucks for a lemonade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like we get fr- we get free healthcare for the Pokemon, which is great, but it's so expensive just to get a drink. Yeah, I think that's yen. Oh, yeah, yen. it's not. I'm it'll be like it'll be like three hundred three not three hundred. It'll be like three dollars. But but that's not yeah. talking about society. As would would our society be able to? Would society be able to to 
to work with Pokemon in it. I mean, the world we see animated video games is imaginable. It's perfect for, for the purpose of Pokemon. If we were able to put Pokemon in our world, how would that be out? Well, some Pokemon could replace we, animals pretty well. Like Growlithe for a dog. I wouldn't really. I think that would work. Well, we've dealt with, like, uh, like I think if people had Pokemon, like, some people say that we would just probably, like, try to use them for all sorts of, like, evil purposes. Uh, but we've we've uh, had weapons before, and we've chosen not to fight with them, fight, fight with each other. And, but I think it's more probably going to be damaging because a lot of people won't accept Pokemon and will probably uh, be very violent and negative towards them, which is what I would fear. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be uh, so much worried about the public reaction as because it's something that's there. There's nothing you can do about it, so they're going to accept it. It's there, but I mean, would we would we be able to change our society so that that Pokemon could work? Would we be able to? Would would we battle? Would we, uh, you know, would would we have them? Have we have some sort of economy around them? Like the video Yeah, I think if it were to work, we'd have to have like. If you look at the like Kanto, Johto, you know the stuff. They all seem to have a pretty basic, like economy. Like they're all there. We always see the same like eight gyms and a league. But the culture in our world, in the real world, is so much different. It doesn't work like that between countries. I think it depends on how far you're willing to go with it. Because, like, Pokemon battling is basically a sporting event, so I could see that working out. But having Pokemon helping in everyday life is, well, possible, but again, like, evil organizations or, like, could potentially misuse them and probably would misuse them. And then I guess they would sort of be included in our armies instead of tanks the and the like. Well, I, I don't yeah. know if they would replace replace weaponry because, I mean, you can have this little animal that can shoot fire or you can have ink that shoots massive chunks of steel at the opponent, right? Um, yeah, maybe not replace, but I think they would be incorporated some way. Yeah, that's, very much that's like true. Machoke is just practically a stronger human. Well, by looking at it. I think if they did use Pokemon in battles, they would have, like, a complete, like, war just with Pokemon. No people. They would just send Pokemon in because Pokemon tend to be, like, almost as intelligent as people or if not more so. So they could probably take commands uh, probably just as well as any person could. That's a really good good point to bring up because, like, Alakazam, what IQ does it have? Like 3,000 or something. And like Metagross has, Metagross has like the IQ of a super supercomputer or something. It always struck me as odd that it would like a Pokemon like Alakazam would be listening to a ten year old, ten year old human. I always found Mm -hmm. that any Pokemon that listened to human humans is like would be like because it's like Charizard use flamethrower. It's like no, and then flamethrower uses your face off, like. uh, doesn't really work. 
But I assume that Pokemon want to battle and want to be with people. Otherwise, it would never work in the games. Maybe they're just more aggressive to other Pokemon. And that's compared to real animals. And that's why battling works so well in the Pokemon world. Maybe some Pokemon would be off limits from owning. Just like certain exotic animals aren't allowed to be owned as pets in certain areas of the world. Yeah, like you couldn't own a Garchomp in the middle of a suburban area, could you? Uh, <laughs> it would be a does it. <laughs> well, that like, brings up a good point, though, is that they have, they're they they have, you know, Alakazam has all these powers. You know, Garchomp's really strong. You know, would would we have an issue where instead of instead of that Pokemon being subservient to humans, would they, you know, try to to rise up and and start their own? I don't system. think it would be that hard seeing as there's so many and there's like, then we have like things like Regigigas which can move continents and Groudon which controls the earth and like Pokemon who control time and space, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> Ignoring yeah. legendaries because that, 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 yeah. that leads to a slippery That's slope. just game breaking. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, like, but we can't even, even 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 if we just have Alakazam as the strongest, I mean, Alakazam is intensely smart. I mean, that, at least yeah, that's how they portray Alakazam. How 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 would Alakazam say stay subservient to humans? Yeah, like he could analyze all our weaknesses and stuff, and use it against us because he's so smart. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think that might be one of the Pokemon that people would be banned from owning or just told to leave alone. Of course, you'd get people that would go after them, but as a law, I think that would be one that you wouldn't be allowed to own. Something like Gengar, which can just go through walls and lick people's faces. (laughs) Or maybe they would give equal... Maybe they would give equal rights to Pokemon that are on the level of Alakazam's intelligence because... Maybe it's smarter like a than hierarchy. human. A hierarchy well, of like intelligence between Pokemon. Like a Rattata could be like an ownable Pokemon, but something like Alakazam couldn't. Well, I think the issue there is though that even though even though you couldn't have one as a as a pet or as a, a battling partner, they'd still be out there and they'd want they'd want what we have, right? Yeah. You can't what? there's There'll be a desire for the things And then there's that always... And then you also hear of things like like humans abusing and overhunting, like Farfetch'd there was, like, hunted because they ate them, and Lapras was nearly hunted to extinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the anime has always, like, had this uh, idea, and I don't know if this is true in the games, too, or the manga, but that, that Pokemon aren't naturally evil, that they're only evil if they're around evil people. So, do you, do you think yeah. that rule would still apply here? I don't know. That's, like, a really I, good point, actually. That's, that is a very good question. I mean, the, assump- the, assump- the assumption that the anime is making is that there, there will always be people to be in charge of Pokemon or to, to, make, to corrupt them. And that's not necessarily true in the real world. They may become, you know, they could... There's a possibility that they could be influenced... Uh, you know, by things that aren't human, right? And they could, they yeah. could, they could, and 
and what we see as evil may not always be evil from their point of view. So, for example, you know, Alakazam, a, a group of Alakazam starting a war against humans because they want more, you know, they want to be right. able to, to function yeah. in society, right? That, from, from our point of view, you know, that that would seem as a bad a, a bad thing, but from their point of view, they're they're fighting for what's right, you know. Yeah, but you could attribute to like wars in real world. It's just different points of view against each other. Mm-hmm. So it's something you could compare. That is true. I mean, okay, so even so, ignoring ignoring the problems with with you know pokemon wanting their own to be separate from humans uh, even even if if we were to uh, assume that all pokemon would be subservient what how do you guys think that would play out with with the battling and with the helping uh humans get stuff done well, no one would be going to jail over cockfighting anymore because it would be legal yeah true but would there be a big, like, distinctive class difference? Because there's either the rich, really good battlers or the not rich, really bad battlers because it's so heavily resol- revolving the societies around battling. Maybe it would be like... Now, in schools, you always have sports teams, so I'm guessing that they would allow kids to go out and be Pokemon trainers, but as the years went on, eventually it would whittle down to those who had a really good connection with their Pokemon and a talent to battle. That's probably... That's good. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because that could actually work compared to... Do you think it would kind of end up like a a sort of um, professional Pokemon battling league? I yeah. could see that happening. We have that for, like, baseball and soccer. Yeah, and, like, a Pokemon, like, league. It could be, like, uh, the Americans. You guys have the Super Bowl. It could be, like, the Super Bowl for them is, like, the Pokemon league. I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, do you think, like, Miltank would, like, replace cows or, like, uh, Chansey's would replace chickens or stuff like that? Possibly, like, part of the... Uh, part of, uh, all dairy farms would have milk tanks and part of the chicken farms would have like uh, chanties no I don't really see I mean the issue uh, in a lot of cases is that evolu- I mean natural selection makes things uh, you know the, the strongest win pretty much um, and so maybe over time that would happen but in the short term I can't see that happening really it just it's just because, like, they say in the games that milk tank's milk is, like, really, really delicious, and so is, like, Chansey's eggs. So, like, when in, and besides, like, Chansey seems to produce bigger eggs than chickens do, and milk tanks seem to be able to produce milk even, like, if they haven't given birth, assumingly. So it would make more sense to switch. Yeah, and we've also seen, like, Growlithe in the anime, we've kind of seen him act as, like, regular guard dog. It wouldn't. Would he really replace dogs in that sense? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Question. I think people would still want a dog as a, as a pet, but maybe as guard dogs. Yeah, definitely. Persian, uh, Giovanni's Persian, acted very much like a regular cat. 
Would they uh, replace cats? Mm. They're a lot bigger than cats. Like, yeah, I know, but then there's like Meowth in there. It is not now a uh, Perlian. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Skitty. And Glamiel. Glamiel, yeah. So, and uh, Perloin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would not expect them to replace cats and dogs, but rather be like a subset. Like, so part of the people who, were, who would have cats before would have uh, a Glamio now, or a Meowth instead. Um, but some people would still get cats anyways. So we would still, this is assuming we would still have normal animals and that Pokemon just suddenly appeared, or they evolved from certain species of our world's animals? I, I would always imagine it, that, like, the normal animals, like, some of them would uh, uh, turn into things, or, like, uh, turn into Pokemon, or rocks would turn into Pokemon and stuff like that. How did we get yeah, like the... Snorlax? Snorlax <laughs> would 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 become yeah we would be a bear. A there bear there are a lot of a lot of Pokemon that would have to go through very interesting evolutions to yeah. to, get, to become Pokemon. So so overall maybe Snorlax think, is like a koala. That's true. A giant true. koala. <laughs> so overall, do you guys think that that Pokemon could work like, well in real life? Mm, probably not. Uh, I don't think so. Nah, me either. It's fun to believe, but if we're being realistic here, it'd take a lot of like fixing to do. A lot of, I don't yeah, think a lot of possible. Mm-hmm. A lot of fixing and a lot of regulations that would have to be strictly enforced in order for it to be a peaceful world. It'd just destroy the natural order of things. Everything would be way out of whack. That's definitely true. And I, I agree I agree with you guys. I don't think I don't think it could work. It'd be really interesting to see how it played out, but overall I think it's better if our world stays the way it is. Uh so uh, that wraps up Bubblecast for today. Uh, before we head off, you should make sure to check out National Bubble Graphic, which is in its second issue and is going strong. Uh, you know, it's it's the online magazine that Bubble Garden puts out. There's also, obviously, keep listening to Bubblecast. That's good. You're listening to us in the first place, so keep doing that. Um, there's also, make sure to check out the forums, check out Bubblepedia. You know, these are good, good sources. Um, and... Make sure you answer. We have the question of the week. We're restarting the question of the week. That is on the forums in the Bulbcast switchboard. So make sure you go and answer that. Um, I also like to give a, a huge shout out to PPN Steve for being our editor and Mintaka for recording this for us. Um, and without further ado, I'm Hurst at uh, signing off. Have a good one.